Hey, welcome back to the Marketing Out Network. You are listening to the WWE Payback 2023 review. Of course, I'm Dean Walker. You can find myself at 99DeanWalker, and our other social medias are at PodMarkingOut on all of the social medias. TikTok, at MarkingOutNetwork. You can watch all of our replays with video and audio, of course, and YouTube as well. Everything is down below in the link tree. Go ahead and hit that. Um, Our emails are down there, all that kind of stuff. If you want to leave a written review and a rating, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I might be a little bit quiet in today's episode. I am in a hotel near St. Louis. Like I said, I'm traveling. I got a lot of stuff going on, but I wanted to make sure to get this out there for you guys. So I still watched the pay-per-view. I still was a part of it somehow. So don't worry about it. We don't take vacations here, okay? I don't take breaks. This is the grind. I'm grinding right now. And you are in store for a decent podcast. It's okay. But yeah, like I said, if I'm a little quiet, just know I'm in a hotel. I'm not trying to wake everybody up. It's like past midnight. But anyway, let's get to the show. I'll see you guys in a second. So kicking off the show, we had a steel cage match with Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. Um, the match was pretty decent. It started off a little slow, a lot of lockups, a lot of things you would see in a normal match. They started off very reserved, so it was nothing too crazy. And uh, I was like, I hope this isn't going to be for the entire match. Because a lot of times, no matter how crazy the women want to be in the WWE, at least back in the day, they would be like, eh, let's pull it back a bit. And they weren't even allowed. And then they would get flack on it by people on the internet saying, oh, they're not tough. They don't try. They're, they're models. They don't do anything. A lot of the times they weren't able to. Nowadays they are. I mean, the, <laughs> the part where they were between the ropes and the steel cage and they were just throwing each other's heads into the steel cage. I'm like, oh, it's cool. We've seen that before. But then they started just rapid fire just throwing each other's heads into the cage like one just going after one another and for trish i was like damn it looks like she's fucking smacking the (laughs) the cage man and there was this uh this like right afterwards man she was wrestling doing her thing and she got like an instant she got an instant bruise right on her forehead uh and it bubbled up and it looked it looked completely gnarly, um, and it made every single bump after that hurt like hell. Every time she was hit in the head, or or she bumped into the steel cage with her head, because I mean, if you know what a bruise on your head feels like, I mean, it is sensitive. It is so fucking sensitive, and to get one right on the top of your uh, right on the top of your forehead, and it. The way it bubbled up, man, it was gross. And I was like, okay, I knew she was hitting the <laughs> hitting the cage with her head because it looked too good. Because you can usually tell when they put their arms up and you're like, eh, it's pretty far away, especially with the certain camera angles. But nah, man, she was going just head deep into that shit. It was it was gnarly. Um, and it was so Stratus. She had her legs entangled on the top of the cage like in between like the top part where you would dangle off like if you're hanging and so she had it wrapped around and I was like no way and Lynch pushed her and so she did she dangled off like her head was facing the the padding on the outside of the ring 
right? And I was like, dude, one wrong slip. And I, my, my hands were all sweaty. I was getting nervous. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it was pretty intense, right? And it, yeah, it's WWE. They're more reserved just in general in the WWE. But anybody on top of the seal cage that high up dangling like it's uh, like they're in fucking gym class on the monkey bars just dangling. I mean, think about it. Just one wrong slip. Oh, my God, right? And then, of course, she popped up. She untangled her legs. And I'm like, okay. They're probably going to climb down, have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit more of a fight. No, no, Becky Lynch took her, suplexed her off the top of the cage, right down onto the floor, <laughs> of course, in the ring. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so they're killing each other out there, man. They were doing a ton of shit. The crowd was going nuts. Philly, the hardcore crowd, of course, they loved it. Um, they, they, they kept doing all the chants and they were all excited. And if you get Philly to like whatever you're doing, if it's a hardcore match or steel cage match or some sort of weapons match, if you get Philly to chant for you or to cheer for you, then you're doing something right. And from that bump, uh, she started to, uh, Trish started to climb to the outside of the cage, you know, where that door is. And then Zoe Stark came out to help pull her out. And Becky Lynch was like, nah, and tried pulling her back in. And they were pulling each other back in and back out. And then eventually Becky got her back into the ring. And Becky said, fuck it. And closed the gate with Zoe Stark in the ring. So she pulled them all into the ring. And she closed the gate. She was like, fuck it. We're going to go at it. I don't care if this is a two-on-one. I'm going to take them both. And the crowd was like, oh, shit. Right? And with even just the handicap being two-on-one... Becky was fine. She was fine. They went up to the top of the cage once again. And I'm like, she's not going to take another bump. And she did. She did. She took the bump from the top. She she took the manhandle slam from Becky Lynch. And she, <laughs> she brought her ass right back down to the bottom of the ring. Pinned her for the three count. And Becky Lynch is your winner. Uh, <laughs> so after the match, Zoe went to pick Trish up and try to help her back up and of course you know stratus she totally snapped slapped zoe stark right across the face and told her to get out of the ring and zoe stark was like basically i'll paraphrase she said for real bitch she picked her ass up um and gave her the z360 uh zoe's finisher so I guess the whole Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus thing is done, and they're already breaking up the uh, the the Zoe Stark and Trish thing, and they're gonna have a one on one, I guess, at Fastlane in early October. I think it was October seventh they announced it. So I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna pull the trigger yet. Maybe they're gonna have a misunderstanding and be together for a little longer. But I mean, regardless, I mean, she's helping Zoe Stark's career already a ton. I mean, a lot of people have been debuting on the main roster, and we've seen a lot of them from NXT just debut and do really nothing. Like Bronson Reed, he kind of, yeah, he has matches, he's not doing nothing, but he's not really captivating the audience like he did for NXT. So Zoe Stark is getting a very, very great head start. So, hey, we'll see where this goes. But this was a fantastic match. Kudos to everybody a part of it. Trish Stratus, she took so many fucking gnarly bumps. So that was that was dope.
So John Cena came down to the ring saying, hey, this is my first time ever as a host for a WWE pay-per-view. How am I doing? Look at me. And uh, The Miz ended up interrupting him when Cena announced that he said, well, since I'm the host, I'll just do what I want to do. I'm going to be the special guest referee for The Miz and LA Knight. And that's when The Miz was like, Psh, no, you're not, right? So he came down, his music hit, he went down to the ring, and The Miz started roasting Cena. The Miz was like, you're a bad host, you don't even dress like a host, you're almost 50 years old and you still dress like a fucking Teletubby, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and Cena was playing the good guy, he looked very upset, and he said, well, I just, I just need some help, just tell me what to do, just give me some advice, Miz, like, I don't like you. But I know you know how to do this, so just help me and give me advice. And he told Cena, wear a suit. You know, I wore a $10,000 suit the last time I hosted a WWE pay-per-view, so wear a suit. You come out in your jorts, and like I said, dress like a Teletubby, I guess, which, not really. Uh, <laughs> but it it was, still, it was still ridiculous, and I laughed at it. Um, and then Cena was like, okay, whatever. Um, sure, I'll do what I can. And then the Miz is like, oh, so you can't even ref the match. You don't have a ref shirt. So Cena took his shirt off, got a ref shirt, put it on. And then LA Knight came down to the ring to start their match. The match itself was decent. Um, there was a part where Cena almost caused LA Knight to lose the match. And they even had a little face-to-face -face between one another uh, during that, and Knight kept saying to, uh, kept saying to Cena, like, hey, if, if we're about to fight, like, let's go, let's do it right now, if, if we're doing this, let's do it, and Cena backed down, you know, Cena's trying to be the face, he's trying to be respectful, he's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's all good, it's all good, right, and, uh, after the match, while LA Knight did celebrate his win, you can see, uh, Cena, <laughs> sorry, when I said you can see Cena, I mean, you can't see him, whatever, it doesn't matter, bad joke, you see Cena, he goes to the outside of the ring, does his ref business, goes, hey, Miz, you good, Miz goes, yeah, I'm good, and Cena goes back up to the ramp, right, and as uh, LA Knight is celebrating, he leaves the ring and goes back up to the ramp where Cena is kind of looking at LA Knight, almost like he's ready to fight, but instead of throwing any punches, he goes to shake his hand and goes, hey, just shake my hand, just shake my hand. And LA Knight, LA Knight was like, I, have, I just had another match. I just had a match, but I, 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 I can have another. I, let's do this. And Cena's like, no, no, just shake my hand. Let's be respectful. And he shook his hand and pointed to him and went to the back. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's a tease. I don't know what that is, but... Keep it in mind for sure. I'm sure there's some sort of significance to it, so we'll see where that goes. And then we had the United States Championship. I really don't have too much to say about this one. Uh, Mysterio defeated Austin Theory and retained his championship. The match was, it was okay. You know, it was kind of just, it didn't feel like a pay-per-view match. It kind of felt like, just a regular match. It wasn't anything too fantastic. But um, 
Theory did take a lot of the offense here. He was just throwing Rey Mysterio around like he was just nothing. Like he was a rag doll, right? And it was, I mean, it was fine. Mysterio ended up defeating him by a roll-up. The LWO came out ringside to celebrate. I really don't have too much to say on this one. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I think they're kind of in between storylines. I don't know what they're doing with Theory. Like I said in my prediction, um, I don't think Theory was going to win. Uh, I highly doubted it just because I know that his character has not progressed yet from losing the championship. He's kind of still in the same boat. So giving it back to him really wouldn't make sense. So I kind of saw this coming from a mile away, but at the same time, like, the match was enjoyable. I mean, I watched it and was like, okay, you know, solid, solid work. So, I mean, there, there's that. Okay, this match was super fun. So this was the Steel City Street Fight Tag Team Championship. Um, it was just, a, you know, a, a hardcore street fight for the Philly crowd, of course. Like I, like I keep saying, Philly, um, the hardcore arena, basically, the, the home of ECW. Uh, You had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the tag champs, taking on the Judgment Day, being Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, My prediction, again, served me correct in this one, so I don't think I've gotten any wrong so far. I did get one wrong tonight. We'll get to that. And uh, as 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 soon as the match started, the crowd started chanting, we want tables, right? So I found that one pretty funny, and... There was a part where Balor found a, found a Steelers flag underneath the ring while grabbing for some weapons. And, of course, he has step on it, gets some cheap heat. So that was pretty funny. And uh, I know for sure they definitely made use of the trash can tonight. Dude, they, they threw that garbage can around at each other, like, all night. And I'm sure the thing doesn't really hurt unless you get caught by one of those edges because it's just it looks like it's made of uh, really thin, like, sheet metal. You know, like what you would use for, uh, like, cooking Things that you would just throw away, like like those harder tinfoil pieces and all that shit. I mean, it, it doesn't look like it hurts at all, but it's super loud. And it, it makes a huge dent when you hit someone in the head with it. So it's kind of like, it's fun. It's it's fun. But if you get hit with the edge, I mean, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I don't know if it's going to bust you open, but if I'm sure if you throw it hard enough. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Possibly. Um, <laughs> so... Um, this this was a this was a fun moment where Owens rips his usual uh, KO tank top off, revealing another tank top underneath. And this one was, of course, the late great Terry Funk. Um, something that got very shadowed by the passing of Bray Wyatt. Of course, it's not a competition at all, but it did get overshadowed by it because Bray Wyatt was a more recent wrestler and a lot a lot of more kids and teenagers know who Bray Wyatt is a lot of a lot of people who are younger they they may not know who Terry Funk is but Terry Funk is a hardcore legend in the wrestling business so it was great that Kevin Owens showed him a sign of respect the Philly crowd popped for that one of course they loved it I loved it it was a it was a good it was a good idea um very fitting for the for Philly very fitting for the street fight match so it was it was really nice, so that was really good for Kevin. Um, but the Judgment Day, so they started. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So, so Dominic shows up to help his group, uh, and he 
he threw they they threw Zane and Owens over this barricade you would call I don't know they got thrown over something within the crowd and then as they're doing what they're doing uh Dominic Priest and Balor they kind of like huddled together and were like all right so what's the game plan and and Finn Balor was like okay I say we get them, throw them in the ring, pin them, one, two, three. And then they were like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. And I don't know why, but this made me laugh so fucking hard because they just sound like complete fools. <laughs> just, what's the plan? Uh, throw them in the ring and pin them. It's like, this is like, it, it's so fucking funny. It, it, I don't know why, but I popped so hard for this one. Um, cause usually when the wrestlers talk, you can't hear them. And the fact that the camera's right up on them and they're just kind of like, it's just nonsense. It's just, I don't know. It was, it was good. That, that was a very, uh, I don't know if it was planned, but that was, that was pretty funny. And while they were talking, Zane and Owens, they put a hockey jersey on a Pittsburgh, uh, a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey jersey on. And they of course had the, the, the hockey sticks, the hockey gloves, and they came back out, and Owens, man, he just had blood all down his face. I don't know if it's from taking the bump over the barricade. I don't know if he did it beforehand. I, I missed it. I even went back and rewatched it. I didn't see any blood until after the barricade. So I don't know what happened. I highly doubt he cut himself. <laughs> if he did, then, then I mean, shit, whatever. But, um, but, yeah, so they came out. They had all that on, and they just started beating the Judgment Day with hockey sticks. And then they threw the gloves off and started brawling, and it and it it was it was pretty fun. If you're a Penguins fan or any hockey fan, I'm sure you liked it. So that was that was a fun moment. Um, and then after that, it was just back to back, just a ton of shit going on, man. Like it was insanity. So hear me out. First, Sami Zayn climbed up to the to that pre-show table that they do their you know. The, all the announcers go on that pre-show thing. He was on that table and he said, fuck it, did a front flip, landed onto them, uh, took the bump. It looked like it was fine. I know it was a concrete around him. So they caught him, you know, it was safe. It was fine. But what wasn't safe is so on the other side of the arena, you had Dominic Mysterio being put onto a table by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens ran up and did what Jeff Hardy normally does is, you know, those like uh, those tunnels in the arena to where you kind of shuffle through to go to your seat. Um, so Owens went on top of that, channeled his inner Jeff Hardy, did a swanton bomb off of that onto the table, partially onto the table, which is the bad part. And he his his ass and his legs and all of that just fucking smacked so hard onto the floor. And he was just... <laughs> screaming in pain and I was like I was I was just I I couldn't I I couldn't I was like dude that must have hurt so fucking bad between him and Trish Stratus this past week just taking hardcore bumps onto their onto their bottoms trying to do a table spot in the arena I just that that's a that's a bad drive home that's a bad drive home I've had a I've had a rough bump in the ring where I landed hard on my ass and that whole entire drive back. And hopefully you're just driving back to the hotel and not to the next city that night. Cause that drive will suck. That drive will suck so bad. You better hope you're not the driver and you're just laying on the side 
in the back or, or reclining the seat and trying to lean or something like that. But that's that sucks. But it looks like he's okay. I haven't heard anything come from it. But, of course, the crowd was like, holy shit, right? And, uh, and so Zane, now he's back in the ring and he's fighting. And he's almost, he's almost got the pin. But that's when uh, J.D. McDonough shows up. And he pulls Sami Zayn out of the ring. And Damian Priest is kind of looking over at J.D. like, huh, okay, you know, I'll remember that, right? And so now they're brawling. Owens is somehow back. And uh, we don't, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we see, oh, we do see Dominic again. But yeah, so Owens is back. He gets speared by Rhea, who's just about to have a match through the barricade, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you guys are following along because it's, I'm trying to look through my notes and there was a lot of shit going on. Um, I even wrote the word Jesus because I was just overwhelmed. And then <laughs> while everyone was down, Sami Zayn and Balor went toe to toe in the ring. And it looked like it looked like anybody could have won this. But right when Sami Zayn was kind of on top, that's when Dominic hits Zayn with the Money in the Bank briefcase, knocking him out. And Balor got the pin, making us have new tag team champions. So the Judgment Day are kind of on top right now. So all we have to do is see how Rhea's match goes, which we will get to that after this promo segment that we're going to get into. So then we had a promo segment in the ring. It was the Grayson Waller effect. And immediately I was like, this feels like a SmackDown. This feels like a Raw. It just doesn't feel like a pay-per-view. We had some matches and now we're having like a talk show segment during a pay-per-view. It was kind of strange, right? Um, and Cody Rhodes was the guest. And I said, okay, this feels a little bigger, right? Cody Rhodes, you know, found his way onto the to a pay-per-view. He doesn't have to have a match. But at least he is attending because a lot of people are Cody Rhodes heads and, you know, big fans of his. So I was like, okay, you know, this is cool. This makes sense. But I was still kind of like, eh, about it. But then... Cody Rhodes, right? He announces that we have a new member joining Monday Night Raw, which is the returning Jay Uso. And the crowd just erupted, right? They were popping hard for Jay, and Jay came out with a remix to his old song, which basically he was just it was just him, you know, doing his normal stuff, but it says it's just me, Oos. It's just me, Oos. So he you know, he did his little thing. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, and then <laughs> while Jay Uso was in the ring, the crowd was chanting Usi. So I wrote that down in my notes. That was pretty funny. And Waller says to calm down, calm down. He's, he's only been gone for like two weeks. And the fact that he said that, I laughed at it because it's realistic. I mean, I was thinking it in my head. I didn't want to say it. It was a big moment for Jay and how he came back. And But in my head, I'm like, yeah, he was only gone for like a fucking few weeks. I'm sure he was still attending the shows. I'm sure he was, sure he was still backstage. But I was trying to buy into the kayfabe. And I'm like, yeah, it is kind of funny that he was only gone for a few weeks. So when, when Waller said it, I laughed. It was pretty funny. And uh, then Waller was saying that Jay doesn't really accomplish anything on his own. He's not good enough. And he needs a, a little bit of the Grayson Waller rub. 
And then Jay snapped and just super kicked the shit out of him. And then Jay celebrated in the ring and was all excited that he is now back and on Monday Night Raw. And Cody was kind of just watching from the ramp. And I believe it was Corey Graves who was kind of uh, saying, like, you know, Cody Rhodes is probably trying to think to himself, like, what has he done? Who has he brought in? And hope, hopefully he made the right decision and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if they're going to do anything. I don't know if it's going to be Jay versus Cody. It doesn't make sense. They're both they're both major baby faces, so I doubt it. But the fact that they had this little stare down, I don't know if they're going to have a friendly competition. I don't know if that means anything. But also, keep it in mind, but Jay Uso is now on Monday Night Raw. And then for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship, Rhea Ripley took on Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, again, just kind of like earlier what I said about the Theory and Mysterio match. The winner was obvious. The match was solid. But... This time, it was two strong competitors with a lot of good power move sequences, showing off how how tough they both are. And it was good. It was good. It was a, it was a good match. It was it was decent. Now I think, I think all in all, Raquel really showed to the WWE and to the fans that she can put on a a lengthy match and a solid match. One that could be a main event of a at least a smaller show because she's not she's not you know as big as certain other wrestlers, but she could put on like a main event of SmackDown or you know something to that extent. She could definitely main event something, and she could have an important match because before that, yeah, we saw her in solo matches and how how she's athletic and strong and all that kind of stuff, but it was quick. It was very quick exhibition matches. It didn't really mean much. And all the little lengthier matches, they were tag team matches. She was tagging with Liv. And, you know, it it was not really showcasing what she could do. Now, in this match, we all knew she was going to lose. The Judgment Day, they're on top, kind of like how the Bloodline was on top of SmackDown. The Judgment Day, they're not going to be losing much anytime soon so we we all we all figured you know this is Rhea's moment she's going to win again but the fact that Raquel she took the opportunity she did as much as she could with it they did put on a really good match and it was it got better as time went on because it was a very WWE styled match a lot of headlocks a lot of rest holds a lot of submissions a lot of uh, power slams and all that kind of stuff it was very generic it was I'm not going to lie about that but it was a solid match, and she put on a, a just a, a great performance. And it showed that she could be in that position one day very soon. So this did a lot for her career. The fans, eh, it was fine, it was whatever. But for the career-wise, this match did a lot of a lot of work. So fantastic for her. And we'll see how, you know, we'll see how the Judgment Day reigns once again because... Dominic came down and helped save the day once again. So this is Dominic's second time having having uh, having him save uh, you know a, a fucking championship match. So Dominic's like that little pipsqueak you can't get rid of. He just keeps fucking flying around. Him and Butch, him and Butch are a little fucking 
crazy little ones who just keep fucking everything up. They're like little flies that you can't get rid of, right? <laughs> so, so I think it was fun. But yeah, anyway, like I said, Raquel, great for her career-wise. So we'll see where this goes. Now, before we got to the main event, there was another backstage promo with John Cena, who was uh, backstage in a in a in just a suit jacket and a and a bow tie. He he didn't have a suit on. He kind of took the Miz's advice just a little bit. He had a suit jacket on over his regular merch t-shirt, over his jorts. It was, you know, it was it was interesting. Um, so Cena he he was attempting to do an interview backstage and he looked nervous, which was kind of funny. You know, it was, it was all, it was all, it was all for fun. Don't, don't take this too, too serious. I, I saw some people saying some shit like this is so dumb and it was just funny. It was, it was all fun and games. And, uh, so the Miz, uh, the Miz told Cena, you know, wear a $10,000 suit. So all Cena did was just throw on his little blazer. It was, it was funny. So anyway, John's backstage, he's interviewing, uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor on becoming the new undisputed tag team champions. And after that segment, that was when Fastlane in Indianapolis on October 7th was announced. Now we, I'm sure most of us knew it. I knew that. I think I have all the pay-per-views already mapped out for the rest of the year. I don't know if December has one yet, but regardless, it was confirmed. So we will have an October 7th pay-per-view in Indianapolis. It makes sense. Because of the Indy Speedway and you got, you know, fast lane. And, you know, it makes sense. So anyway, now getting into the World Heavyweight Championship. I didn't go on to Twitter. I try not to go on to Twitter. You guys know that. But I didn't go on until until maybe a day and a half after this took place. And uh, it was, you know, I saw a lot of people say that the match was not really. It didn't live up to the hype. And I semi-agree to that. It, it was not the, the style of match that I imagined it would be. It felt like it was slowed down. It felt like it was trying to be more safe. Um, they were, you know, pandering to the crowd a lot. They, they had a lot of slow moments. And the crowd nowadays, everything's so fast. Everything was so fast with social media and TikTok. And our attention spans are a little low. And we're used to fast, everything fast, social media, fast food, everything is quick, right? Um, even the AEW matches are a little bit more faster and high paced and, and, and the independent shows, they're even high paced and super fast. So you move on to WWE and you get this huge spectacle of, an, of a match and it's kind of slower than you would imagine. It makes, it makes everything feel weighed down. And it's the main event. And a lot of people are tired. They want to go home. But it's the main event. They have to stay, right? So if the match is slow in the main event, I feel like it kind of brings the energy down. And everyone's like, oh, man, I kind of remember how tired I am and how much of a drive home I have to have and all that kind of stuff. So that's my thing. I I feel like if you're in the main event, you got to kind of pick it up. You got to pick up the pace just a little bit. You got to keep the crowd excited. They just, they're tired. They want to go home, especially all the dads out there. Trust me, I get it, man. I'm I'm exhausted by the time it's like 8 p.m. nowadays. But anyway, so Rollins in typical fashion, he went over the top. He was dressed in like black and gold for his ring attire, but he had this super gold um, jacket on. And during his entrance, I guess this, I think this is a new thing, or at least I just noticed it. 
because I can be kind of uh, even the most obvious things and go over my head sometimes. But Seth Rollins, his music shut off when he was in the ring and he had had the spotlight just directly on him and he had his arms raised to his side. And the crowd was just singing like the oh, right? They were singing it. And he was just, he was just fucking glowing in it. He was just basking in that shit, right? And I think it lasted like a minute. It was, it lasted for a solid minute at, at the very least. It was a long time. And then that's when the promo package for Shinsuke started. And it was kind of like in this comic book style and it was really cool. And I, I loved it. And that's when Shinsuke came out and his entrance was so just, it's, it's always so grand. It's always so beautiful. I love his entrance and I got the chills and I was like, this is Shinsuke's moment. This has got to be Shinsuke's moment. He's never really that main event guy in the WWE and this is his moment. Yeah, we love Seth. Everybody loves Seth, but this is Shinsuke's moment, right? And the camera cuts to the Hall of Famer, the great Muda which, um, no, he was never in the WWE, but, you know, he wanted to be there for Shinsuke's match. And I was like, this just makes sense. This makes sense for Shinsuke to win. It's also his first ever WWE pay-per-view main event, which I had no idea. I kind of just assumed he's been in a main event before, but no, not for a WWE pay-per-view. So keep that in mind too. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. So like I said, the match was great. You know, it, it was fine. It was a little slow, and I saw, you know, I saw that on Twitter as well. It was just a little slow, didn't live up to the hype. But all in all, I mean, it was it was a good match. I think it was a good match. There was a lot of back and forth. Um, I I don't know. I wasn't sure if the crowd wasn't sure who they wanted to win or if they were just uninterested. But the crowd was a little bit mixed, uh, you know. But I think they both looked great. Um there was a moment where Shin was, he was just really giving it to Seth before he turned the tables. And when Shin was down, he, uh, uh, Seth Rollins yelled, yelled at Shin. He said, I know my back is hurt. I know the risk I take every time I get in this ring. And he just started wailing on Shinsuke and, uh, you know, showing that Rollins knows. He knows what's up. He knows. He gets it. He can be injured even more at any time. He could be even probably paralyzed at some point. Who knows? I don't know how bad his spine is, especially in the lower back. It goes right down to the legs. You never know. But he's going in that ring and he's kicking ass. It doesn't matter. And then that led to the ending of the match, which surprised me. I think it surprised everybody. I don't know if we bought into the kayfabe or not, but Seth Rollins ended up taking the win. He retained his championship and it looked like the crowd was kind of in awe. It looked like even the competitors were in awe and I know they planned that shit in the back. So I think it was just kind of like, I don't know. I still don't know if I bought into the kayfabe and Seth is actually not really that bad or he may be injured, but for some reason he's, you know, holding it off a little longer. I don't know. I don't know what they have in store. I don't know if Shinsuke is going to get a rematch. I, I feel like this would be very weird if Shinsuke kind of just was not a part of the feud anymore. He, like he just went off and did something else. I feel like it would be weird. So I feel like they are going to have a rematch at Fastlane. But that's just my opinion. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, the the entire show was, it was solid. It was solid. It wasn't anything too over the top. They had great 
great moments for Philly. They had great like hardcore moments, you know, where you know Stratus taking amazing bumps in the ring, getting a huge, huge uh, bump on the forehead, taking huge bumps from the top of the ring, uh, top of the cage, and. Uh, then you had the street fight with everyone taking some gnarly bumps. And it was, I think all in all, it was a fun pay-per-view. And I kind of figured that because everybody, and there was only six matches, but everybody in the matches, they were all, they're all workhorses. They all work really hard. And I was like, this is probably going to be a pretty solid pay-per-view. And it was, it was, I'm not saying it's anything over like maybe an eight out of 10. So I'm going to say like 7.7 out of 10. I think that's pretty fair. I think that's super fair. Um, like, but I, like I said, regardless, I did enjoy it a lot. So, uh, so there's the WWE payback review by yours truly Dean Walker. You can find me at 99 Dean Walker and all social medias at pod marking out on both Instagram and Twitter. All links are down below, such as TikTok, Instagram, emails, uh, websites, all of the above right there for you. So go ahead and do that. Give us a five-star rating and a written review. It helps us out a ton. There's a ton of you who listen and we only have a few ratings. So please go ahead and give us a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.